It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your second Monday episode of Locked On Raptors, it's part two of our preseason Locked On Raptors overs, unders, and props spectacular with Sahal Abdi and Vivek Jacob as we dig into some team-related props for this Toronto Raptors team coming into the season. Let's dive into it. It's part number two. Thanks for hanging. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on and welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Monday, October the 23rd. Once again, I think on the previous episode, I said it was Monday, October the 19th, which was wrong. We're recording this on Thursday, October the 19th. So apologies retroactively for the confusion. Either way, I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for 10 seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on the website, formerly known as Twitter at Woodley Sean. You can find the show on Instagram at Lockdown Raptors. And of course, you can follow, subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. We are also on Discord. Come hang out. Link in the description is the place to be. Would love to see you in there to uh, be part of our little family we got building around the show, a family that's nearly 230 people strong. Uh, it's, a, it's a great little community, great little spot to come talk Raptors ball, and we'd love to see you. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDNBA for $20 off your first purchase. And uh, let's get to it. It's part two of the Locked On Raptors 7th annual over-unders and props spectacular. 18 props we're running through. We did nine in the previous episode today. We got nine more today, more on a team focus than the player-focused ones we had earlier. Um, and with me, once again, are Sahal Abdi and Vivek Jacob. Of course, uh, if you're listening to this on Monday, you'll be able to find the link available to go and Make your picks in the link for this podcast. I'll have it in there. Uh, you can make your picks in the over-unders and join the uh, legions of Lockdown Raptors listeners who will be taking part in the competition. The winner with the most correct picks, plus you know the tiebreaker might come into play as well, which we'll get to on today's show, um, but the winner will... Uh, go home with two pairs of tickets or two tickets, one pair of tickets. I'm not made of money. Uh, two tickets to a game in the 2024-25 season that we will iron out for. Uh, and you are competing to take down the crown that is currently held by Jeffrey Richardson, who won the contest on the listener side last year. Uh, hang out of that crown for dear life, Jeffrey. Uh, it's, it's someone's coming for you. Maybe it's you. We'll uh, dive in now to our team-focused props and over-unders for the Raptors. Let's dive into the first one here. Who will be the third leading per game scorer on the Toronto Raptors this coming season? Sahal's losing his mind. So let's go to him first. Sahal, what you got for this one? Oh, man, <laughs> it's one of those things, Sean, where I wrote down something and every time I look at it, I'm less and less confident. So we all know, obviously, number one is going to be Pascal Siakam. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's number two and three. And I know that, that the question to this is number three, but number two and three is so hard mm. um, for me. I mean, my thinking going into this was it was going to be Pascal and then OG in a career year. Um, but again, I had him under 18 and a half in our last episode. So mm-hmm. I have Gary Trent written here. All right. But, 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 see, because I know we lock it in quickly here, right? Okay. I'm going to go Scotty Barnes. Okay. Because I think the efficiency is going to knock him up a couple points, uh, maybe even a few points. Um, so I'm going to go Scotty Barnes. And this is, this might come back to ruin me, but I'm going to go Scotty Barnes as the third uh, leading scorer for the Raptors. This uh, this question also made me go crazy, and I wrote it, so you're not alone. Uh, <laughs> Big V, what you got here? Third leading scorer on the Raptors. Yeah, uh, just a lot of debate. I am going to go with OG Ananobi. Okay. Um, I do think that Pascal will finish as the leading scorer. Um, I will take Scotty as the second leading scorer mm. and OG number three. So I've had a change of heart since a couple weeks ago when Jamar Hines and I did a little exercise trying to pick the top three in each stat for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. I think I said Gary Trent Jr. number two in scoring that, that day. I'm not going to say Gary Trent Jr. this time around. There's the hedge. <laughs> I think I'm going to go Scotty Barnes. I think I might just be leaning all in. I went very pro Scotty on the, the first part <laughs> yeah. of this. I think I might be Scotty pilled. I think it's happening, man. I think the leap is going to take place in some way, shape, or form. I don't think it's going to come in the same way that you know people have foreseen it as like a point guard or anything like that. Uh, he's not Magic Johnson, but I think he's going to find ways to, to score buckets, and I'm going to go Scotty Barnes as the number two leading scorer on this team. I also think that two, three, and four on this team might be separated by like a point. It's going to be super close. Wait. As What's the number up? two or as the number three leading scorer? Sorry, number hold, three. Hold I, my bad. My bad. Okay, okay. there you go. All right. <laughs> All right. You have to be a bit scared for a bit. Okay. That's good. Okay. Pause. Right. Hold on. We had the up. same face. <laughs> Sean, Sean, Sean was literally about to be the, uh, this is how I win. <laughs> Just change oh, no, it up no. on us. <laughs> this, okay. Behind the, little, okay. Behind the scenes. I'm a bad podcast host. It's okay. Uh, I originally wrote this as second leading scorer. Changed it to third mm-hmm. leading because I thought it was more interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I was answering the question just now as though it was my original writing of the question of second mm-hmm. leading. I'm going to go Gary Trent Jr. as third leading. Uh, <laughs> if you allow me to do that. I'm very like sorry. That. I'm going Pascal, Scotty, <laughs> Gary OG as my top four. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a fool. This is the reason I never win this thing. I can't keep my ducks in a row. I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> I'm going Gary Trent Jr. Allow me. Is that allowed, Commissioner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. it is, yeah. All right, I was uh, very confused. As the is... motion has passed. For Perfect. Sure. Yeah. Gary there Trent Jr., third leading scorer on the Toronto Raptors. Um, let's go to question number two. The Raptors regular with the best per 100 on-off differential per cleaning the glass. This will be the site we use for this. Um, when I define regular, I mean guy who, like, you know, a regular when you see him is in there as part of the rotation, plays a lot, uh, doesn't miss a gigantic stretch of the season with injury, all this stuff. So, like, Christian Coloco for last year wouldn't count for me as a regular despite having extremely good on-off differentials. The leader on the team last year was Jakob Hurdle at a plus 14.1 on-off differential after mm-hmm. the trade. Um, I will go to Vivek first here, Big V. Who will lead the team in terms of on-off point differential per clean the glass? I believe Sahal has a question. I Sahal, do. What you got? Yeah. I just want a little bit of clarification on what we mean by Raptors regular because okay. is that is that I mean if a guy plays 60 games, 50 games, 
Is it how many minutes he starts? Uh, like where do okay. we draw the line? Mm. So while I did note Pirtle at plus 14.1 last year as the leader, mm-hmm. he did only play like 780 minutes. I prorated that. He would have played. He would have been a regular the full season had he played the full okay. season. Um, let's say a thousand minutes. You have to play a thousand minutes. Who will be the leader among a thousand minute players on the Raptors in on off differential? Okay. Big V. Sorry. Go ahead, for... and Go ahead, Vivek. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> I'm going to stick with Yak. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, no, I, I just think that he, we, we kind of saw how important the center position is <laughs> to this team. I think you, you, we're going to see how important Yak is to Darko's system. And uh, he probably had him wrapped in cotton wool through this preseason saying, <laughs> I need you. <laughs> also, and please so, don't cough on the rest of our players, I think was probably part yeah. of it too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he'll be ready to go. Uh, and I think he is going to be a uh, very impactful player for the Toronto Raptors this season. Uh, I am not going to go Yak. I think Yak will still be impactful. I think they will, I think they will still win his minutes pretty comfortably. But I do think that the lineups he's in are not going to be the best Raptors lineups because you can't underrate the loss of Fred VanVleet from those lineups. Him and Yak were a killer tandem. 96 percentile in terms of on-off differential as a as lineups with those two guys in them. Second percentile without Fred Van Vliet and Jakob Hurdle on the floor. I don't think it's going to be that extreme this year, but I do think the lack of a pull-up shooting threat to play pick and roll with Jakob Hurdle is going to limit his effectiveness just a little bit. His defense obviously is going to be huge, but I think the Raptors are really going to munch in in-between lineups where Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam are playing with a little bit more space, a little bit more room to operate, a little bit more room to run freely. And so I'm going to go Scotty Barnes as leading the team in on-off court different on-off differential this season. Last year he was number two, or sorry, number three among regulars behind Yak and Fred at plus five point five. I think we see the continuation of that as my full-on just like endorsement of the Scotty breakout continues. Um, I, I guess you got to pick a theme for your over/under. I was going to say, yeah. You know. uh, so how are you going with this one? I was going to say the consistency is unreal. I love it. I'm going to go. Um, <laughs> Jakob Pertle as well, even though you almost swayed me, Sean, I must admit, with your Scotty Barnes explanation. <laughs> um, yeah, Jakob Pertle for the exact same reasons. I'm going to keep this really short because I tend to just go off on, on, on tangents sometimes. Um, he's so important to what they do defensively and what they're going to do offensively as well. Um, I think Darko and the coaching staff, I mean, the coaching staff um, probably has already fallen in love with him and what, what they've seen in practice so far. So um, I'm going to confidently for this one say Jakob Pertle, but Sean, I won't be shocked if Scotty's right there with him. I think Pascal also would be my number two, by the way. Like, I think both those guys mm. are going to be uh, really good this year. I'm, I'm pretty keen on the Scotty Pascal thing. As listeners of this podcast surely know, as I have been banging that drum, as those two are the guys, everything else is window dressing. Those are the guys. Uh, you know, no one listens to me. It's fine. Um, I can't keep my things straight. Maybe it's best people don't listen to me. Uh, we'll come back on the other side, continue on. We have a bunch more team focused props and over unders to get to. We will do that in just a sec. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at Game Time, who are the greatest app there is, really, for buying tickets for any sporting event, any concert, theater, comedy, whatever it is you want to go to. Game Time's got the tickets. They got last minute deals, flash deals, zone deals, all of it right there for you. You got to go check them out. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive as well. You're not going to be sitting there mad that you bought tickets and you're sitting behind a big post like you're at a weird old baseball stadium. No. 
you're going to have the right sight lines that you want because you've seen them ahead of time. And with zone deals, you pick the, the section and game time picks the seats for an average of an 18% savings. And plus they have the game time guarantee. It's the reason to go to game time. It's the reason I love game time. Whenever I'm buying tickets for any sort of event, I've told you before, I've bought tickets for Seattle storm and Seattle Mariners games on the same weekend, both with game time and saved a ton of scratch uh, with the game time guarantee. You're always going to get the best price because if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you with 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app right now to take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Create an account and use the code LOCKED at NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem the code LOCKED at NBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we continue on here with the part two of our over-unders and props spectacular. Sahal Abdi, Vivek Jacob along as we get into the third of our team-focused over-unders and or props, which is the most important question everybody asks. We ask this every year. It's the most the one that matters the most, of course. Who leads the play, the team in dunks? Who? Which Raptor has the most dunks at the end of the season? Last year, OG Ananobi had 103 to lead the team. Uh, I will go first on this one. I'll say OG as well. Like, OG dunks a lot. He gets steals. He goes and has easy dunks in transition. He does the chin-up dunks underneath the basket on cuts. He throws down lobs from Jakob Pertl. I think there will be plenty of dunks once again for OG Ananobi. I'm torn between him and Scotty Barnes for this one. Barnes had 83 last year, um, but OG did the 103 in 10 fewer games than Barnes. I think it's a big gap to make up, so I'm going OG with 103 dunks last year. I think he probably breaks the 100 mark again this year. So, Hall, what you got? <laughs> Uh, life is all about writing writing your wrongs. And uh, last year, when, I'm pretty sure when you asked this question, I said Precious Achua pretty confidently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, Sean, I'm pretty sure you took OG. Like, it was one of your most confident picks uh, last year. And as soon as we stopped recording, I thought to myself, you know what? <laughs> Can we go back on one of these? So I'm not, I'm going to write one of my wrongs. I'm going to go OG this season. Okay. He's going to lead. Um, but I am with you. Scotty, I think, is going to be up there. And I don't know what Jakob Pertl's uh, dunks maybe translated to to a full season with the amount of time he's done with the Raptors, but you don't not a lot. Okay, so no. yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go OG pretty confidently. Uh, Vivek, what you got? I'm gonna go with OG as well. I okay. think that uh, you know, again, I'm writing over on 18 and a half points, so I'm gonna need him to get all the dunks he can. And <laughs> Scotty is gonna be extremely unselfish and make sure that you know those fast breaks are leading to other guys uh getting going and i think og is going to be one of them and i also think the fact that the raptors are going to be playing more one-on-one defense is going to lend to og just clamping down taking the ball off people and just going down the floor and throwing it down that is a very good point um precious achua by the way last year just under a dunk a game at 49 dunks in 55 games um so Sahal was so wrong unreal uh anyway just wanted to rub yeah. that one in uh <laughs> he, he won't anyway yeah i don't know what i'm rubbing in i'm just uh just grasping the straws here 
Okay, let's go to the next one here. Number of wins against plus 500 competition. This is a new one that I've come up with for this year. Um, I've set the over-under at 19.5. Last year, the Raptors were 19-30 and 30 against teams over 500. The year before, 2021-22, they were 28-22 and 22 in games against teams over 500. Uh, they were notoriously awesome at beating the really good teams that year. That year. It was great. Um, this year... Uh, you know, I'm kind of baking in, I guess, the expectation of 50-ish games. That's kind of seems to be the number you land with that team for games against teams over 500. I will go to Yusuf Hall first. What you got over under 19 and a half wins against the good teams this year? I'm going to go under. Under, um, okay. and, and this is, yeah, this is where Raptors fans might start hating me because there's going to be a lot of pessimism for me. Um, I don't want to <laughs> give away too much, but I'm going to go under um, for the simple fact that I think the Raptors – are going to struggle a bit this season as a team. Uh, maybe I know there's a lot of momentum and a lot of optimism going into the season like there is any other after season, new coaching staff, bigger roles for certain players, but um, I think they're going to run into some, some, some issues with some problems that they didn't necessarily fix coming into um, this season. So I'm going to go under. Big V, what you got? Uh, man, I am going to go over. I think the Raptors are going to be a better team. I don't think they're going to hit quite the highs of what was it, 28 uh, the season before that? Yeah. Uh, Where they're just going on like back to backs in Phoenix and Denver and bludgeoning both teams. What a time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I could could definitely see them finishing something with like a 22 and 28 record. Mm -hmm. Um, And that'll be good enough to win this prop bet. But, Probably not good enough uh, <laughs> uh, to win a lot of games next season. But uh, yeah, I, I will take the over uh, just slightly. I'm going to take the over as well. 19 and 30 is really bad. Uh, it and is, I think yeah. Last year's team, I'm having a hard time. We'll, we'll get into like the win totals and everything. I, I'm having a hard time with how kind of optimistic I feel because I, I wasn't feeling that a couple months ago. I think kind of imagining the different looks this team can throw out has really kind of made me feel a little better that they just have more than one way to beat basketball teams. And I think um, they're going to have some interesting looks to throw at all sorts of teams. And I think that will lead to, again, I don't think they're going to be bar- you know, world beaters or anything like that, but sub of X point, a couple extra wins against teams over 500. I think that's certainly on the table. And I also just like the East kind of stinks. I don't know. Like, and this will be, I think a recurring theme for me in the next little bit here too. But um, I, I feel like, the the sentiment tilted too far against the Raptors in the offseason. And I probably am part of it, right? Like I was and I still think like the process of the team building is whack. The Pascal Siakam thing is insane. I don't understand mm-hmm. how you can go into the season without him having an extension. It doesn't make sense to me. It's bad. Um, you know, not replacing pull-up three-point shooting that you lost from the roster. Bad. But I do think Darko Ryakovich seems to have people like liking their jobs again. And if last season's team underachieved, which I think we could all kind of argue they did, then there's room for them to be a better team and win more games than last year and maybe still not be like incredible. I don't know. I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but I'm going to go the over on this one as well. Uh, let's go to final offensive ranking. Where will the Toronto Raptors finish on offense? We'll go NBA.com's offensive ranking here. Um, 
Last year, they finished 13th. Uh, they were also less than one point out of 24th. And so very, very clustered in the middle of the league last year. Um, over in this case means you think they will be better than 19th. They will finish in the top 19 on defense. Under means you think they will finish worse. Uh, I'll go to you, Big V, first. What you got for this one? Yeah, I am uh, taking the over. I think that, Over? Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, I felt... Uh, like they would probably be like an average, a bit above league average, maybe even close to, I mean, they technically would finish 13th last year. So mm -hmm. I could see them finishing in that, you know, 13 to 16 range again, um, which is probably why I double checked with you uh, <laughs> that this was uh, in fact correct in terms <laughs> of the number that you listed. Uh, yeah, I, I think that um, there is something, I, I think there's been a general theme uh, in our conversation so far about spacing and this and that but I, I do think uh there are different methods of spacing uh mm -hmm. and i think darko seems to understand that and seems to recognize that hey we don't have uh three-point shooting the way we would like or the way the nba today kind of demands but we have other ways of opening things up and i trust that they'll do enough of that uh to at least be better uh than the 20th best offense mm -hmm. Uh, for me, I'm going to go exactly in line with what I did on my episode last week uh, or a couple weeks ago now, predicting the offensive and defensive final standings for the team. I picked them to finish 19th, um, and I think I'm going to go with that again. I think the reason, like, I don't think they're going to finish 13th again. I think that was weird. Like, they, they got ballooned by the Yak thing. They lose the Yak Fred pick and roll. I think they have fewer avenues to just, like, cheat code buckets in the half court. I think their half court offense is going to stink. Like, I feel very good about this. I also think from what we've heard them talk about, from what the defense is going to be, probably more conservative, less kind of gimmicky in terms of manufacturing steals. I think it's just going to trust in its ability to force misses and run off of those misses. And I think they're going to run a buttload. I think they're going to probably be one of the top three teams in terms of percentage of possessions in transition. I think they're going to flirt with the 20% mark of, you know, one fifth of all their possessions being on the run. And I think that's going to lead to a pretty potent transition attack because you have taken out Fred Van Vliet, who was probably their worst transition player last year. It's going to be a lot of Fred and Pascal just marauding in the open court, and I can't wait to watch it. I think it's going to be a blast. And so, Scotty and Pascal. Did I say Fred and Pascal? What did I say? <laughs> Scotty and Pascal. My bad. I got Fred on the brain, I guess. Um, but I think, yeah, the we're also recording this late at night. This is this is not my usual brain functioning time for anyone who's like, why does Sean seem so weird and dumb today? That's Dumber than fault. usual. I, I take the why. blame. It is Biggie's mm -hmm. fault. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I think for this one, yeah, the half court offense is going to be miserable. The full the open court offense is going to be awesome. I think it nets out to about nineteenth. Um, I'll take the slight over, even though I think it's right on the borderline. Um, and I just think, like, look at the teams below them that are going to jump them. Mm -hmm. The Suns, they're going to jump them. The Bucks, they're going to jump them. The Thunder, I'd probably guess would jump them. The Clippers, if they're healthy, probably jump them. Uh, the Lakers, I think, stand a chance of being a better offensive team. The Pelicans, the Pacers, like, these are all teams that finished behind the Raptors on yeah. offense last year. They're going to slide a little bit. I don't think they slide all the way because, again, that transition is going to be good. But um, that's kind of where I'm at with this one. I'm taking the over, but just barely. So, Hal, what you got? For all those reasons you just gave, but then also on top of that, um, the NBA, especially in the West, got a lot better. I mean, mm. I am having trouble. And I know the Raptors are obviously in the East, but just we're looking at the NBA from a 
totality perspective right now. And I think the Raptors, in terms of this ranking 19 and a half, I was looking at it like, can they really be a bottom 10 ranked offense? And I think they just did not do enough in the offseason to address their real problems, especially like you mm-hmm. said, Sean, in the half court. So I'm going to go under. I think they're going to be in that 18 to 21 range, but I think taking the under simply because I do think if I were to hedge a bet, it's going to be 20, 21, 22, somewhere around there. I just do not think this team has enough shooting. And I think you lost Fred, who, yes, people will look at it from a very surface level and go, this kid, this, this kid, this, uh, his, this guard was super, super efficient, super inefficient in terms of his, you know, maybe his shooting style or whatever it was, but, um, just overall, I think people are going to realize like Fred meant a lot to this offense and, and, and how it ran. But again, it's going to be different. Darko's going to run a different style of offense. So we'll see. Like you said, I'm going to go under. And again, it's going to make things a lot more interesting. Let's do it. Why not? Yeah. I, I mean, it matters to have pull up three point shooting in the NBA in 2023. I'm sorry. It just does. Yeah. Like it just is a fact of life. Um, but again, I'm a little more bullish on the offense because I think the transition is going to be just a total delight. Uh, let's go to the final defensive ranking. Last one here before we hit a break. Uh, I've set the over under at 7.5. Last year, they were 11th. They were sixth after the Yakup Pirtle trade. Try to split the difference a little bit here. 7.5. So if you th- think you're taking the over, that means you think they'll be seventh or better on defense. And if you're taking the under, it'll be eight or worse. I I'm taking the over. Those who listen to the show every day know I'm very bullish on this defense. I think it's going to be awesome. I think they're going to finish top five, uh, and I think it's going to give them a baseline for success. That uh, you know, it, it just that defense will be how this team gets it done. Defense and running. I'm going to take the over. I feel pretty good about it. Sahal, what you got? <clears throat> um, this is one of those ones, Sean. Again, where I was on the fence, but again, I'm going to try my best to keep it short. I'm going to say under. Okay. And what I did earlier was I tried to count the amount of uh, the defenses in the NBA that I thought with a, without a shadow of a doubt would have a better ranking than the Raptors. And um, yeah, I counted just around, I think it was eight. So um, I think the Raptors will be good defensively, but I don't know. I just, I don't see, I couldn't find my way to say, you know, the Raptors are definitively, definitively going to be better than these eight teams um, defensively. So I'm going to take the under Interesting. Big V, what you got? Uh, Thinking along similar lines, I think the Raptors are going to be improved uh, in terms of how we watch them on the floor. Uh, Mm. I think that uh, they are going to feel more comfortable uh, playing, you know, uh, primarily one-on-one defense uh, and sort of getting into other rotations from there. Uh, But I just think that seven and a half is tough uh in the first year of a rookie head coach that's fair and so and so i will take them slightly outside mm-hmm. and go i guess under that they will be mm-hmm. worse than that yeah I, like i'm just bullish on the talent man you have an all defense guy no g you got pascal uh really good low man uh just kind of you know we can go out and guard smaller dudes yak's a great rim protector um i'm bullish on scotty taking a defensive step this season as well mm-hmm. uh Dennis is a very good point of attack guy. Jalen McDaniel's a very good defender. Precious Achua, the only thing he does is defend really well. Like, I don't know, man. They've got some horses. I, I'm pretty bullish on this defense. So uh, I really look forward to getting this point and telling you both so at the end. Uh, <laughs> I told you so. We'll come back on the other side, round it out uh, with our final three over-unders and props to round it all out. Before we do that, however, today's show is brought to you by Better. 
help. Look, therapy is a useful tool for all sorts of people. I know plenty of people who have gotten so much out of therapy. You get to talk out the stuff that's in your head with someone who's there to listen. It's a wonderful thing. And BetterHelp can be the place where you do that. You know, you ever feel like your brain is kind of getting in its own way? You know the thing you should be doing that's good for you, but you just can't quite get there. I've had that a lot. I've really struggled with like motivation to exercise, for example, in the past. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself and make the decisions you need to that align with your values and keep you going in the right direction. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. It's a big deal. If you don't have the right fit, that's not a good thing, but you can switch that uh, match for you anytime you want to get the right therapist for you. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we've reached the home stretch of the Locked On Raptors over, unders, and props spectacular for 2023-24. A reminder again, uh, find the link. We'll share it out all the different places. We'll share it. It'll be in the Discord as well uh, to make your own picks and submit to try to win a pair of tickets to a game next season on me. Um, we got three left. Let's get to our third from the last over, under. It is regular season wins. 36.5 has been the number at FanDuel. Uh, of course, the Raptors won 41 games last season, and I believe just came in under their under, if I'm not mistaken. They were like a 42-43 over-under last year. Um, they usually hit their over. This is history of the Raptors. They hit their over <laughs> a lot. They tend to get underrated, I think, in the over-unders generally. Uh, 36.5, uh, you know, there's arguments both ways. Sahal, let's go to you first. Over-under 36.5 wins for your Toronto Raptors this coming season. Oh, so you're giving me the possibility of getting dipped into the fire by Raptors fans first. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Why not? Let's do it. Um, okay. Again, it's one of those things where I wrote down something, Sean and Vivek, and I'm having second thoughts. But um, mm. I wrote down under. Okay. Under 36 and a half wins. I'm going to stick with it. Um, and you, it's not By the way, I forgot to state off the top. You get to guess yeah. the exact win total for a bonus point here as well. Ooh, guess the exact. So you know what? Then I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Oh, see, I'm not confident about this, so I'm gonna play it safe and go right underneath. I'm gonna go thirty-six wins. Thirty-six wins. Just okay. underneath. Just, just underneath. Under. And it's All not right. necessarily people are gonna be. You know, people are gonna go. Oh, he's a pessimist. It's not necessarily how I view the Raptors. It's how I view them relative to the rest of this conference and the rest of this league. Like this league is very very good i want people to just look at the the eastern conference and the western conference western conference is clearly much much better a lot more talented yeah. it's so tough to pick out eight playoff teams from the west then you look at the east and you you have milwaukee boston philly guaranteed guaranteed playoffs whatever it is what it is cleveland i don't know if you can say anything spot. is guaranteed about philly whatsoever at this <laughs> juncture, but i get what you're saying <laughs> i think there are Five guaranteed playoff teams in okay. the East. Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Cleveland, and people are going to disagree with me here, but I'm going to say Miami. All right? Okay. 
then you go and you see Toronto Raptors are kind of in a wash with a, a bunch of other teams. And I just genuinely think some teams are going to take the leap. Um, Atlanta's, I think, going to be a little bit better. Brooklyn's going to be worse. I know their their record got carried a bit by KD and Kyrie. They're going to stink. The, the Nets are going to stink, man. Mm -hmm. Pacers are going to be better. Orlando, I think, is going to be a lot better. People will see the season. Detroit, I think, is going to be better. They're going to go from the worst team in the East to right where the second that Indiana worst team range, in the East? <laughs> that Indiana <laughs> range of 10 11. Um, yeah, that's I'm going to go under again. I just okay. think relative to the rest of the East and the entire NBA, it's going to be a tough season for the Raptors, but it won't be a disaster. I think it's the first year of Darko. Big B, what you got? I am taking the over. Okay. Uh, win total prediction. Or do you want to build up to yeah, that? That's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna take them with about uh 43 wins. Okay. And I think uh the Raptors the first the first reason I'm taking that is because I think the Raptors are incentivized to win mm -hmm. because <laughs> they have a uh, they have a draft pick that is not with them anymore. Uh, you know, it's only top six protected. So uh I think they want to be good. And so I think um, we're going to go through a similar uh, deadline vibe, maybe a <laughs> trade deadline <laughs> vibe. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think those are my reasons. I think they're, uh, the vibes will be enough to kind of get them above what they were last year. Um, and yeah, that's if things don't go their way, though, Vivek, can they recoup that first round pick later in the trade deadline? Who knows? I mean, they'd have to be like really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a like real bottom out potential if like everything is a disaster and like Pascal gets traded, OG gets traded, and they just kind of start fresh. I don't think that's going to happen, but. And then all our picks go down the drain. Yeah. This really becomes a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm going to go over as well. I felt like i was gonna be on the more skeptical end but i feel like like i said earlier the general vibe on this team is, is tilted way too far in the other direction there's still a lot of talent on this roster and i think darko ryakovic stands a chance of deploying that talent in a more sensible way than nick nurse did by the end of last year i think the vibes thing matters a lot um you know again i think the offense is going to be worse i think the defense is going to give them a really high floor though and because of that I'm taking the over. I'm going to say 42 win. And I, I think like, I think we're kind of downplaying that the East is going to really suck, man. Like I, the Nets, I think are going to be much worse. I think mm -hmm. it's a little early on the magic. Like I just, I know Franz and Paolo, what else on that roster gives you belief that they're just going to take some jump this season? Like I, none of their guards to me outside of, I guess, Markel Fultz suggest, okay, like long-term peace right now. Um, like it's I love Wendell. Wendell's great. Wendell's like a perfectly cromulent center, but like he's not changing your world. And I think it's going to take some more time. I, I just, I don't think that roster is deep enough in guys who you can really kind of trust to go and win you a bunch of games. I think young teams tend to stink and they're a young team. Um, I think the Pacers are going to be fun. I also think they're going to be awful on defense. I think it's going to be Miles Turner cleaning up messes from every corner of the floor and it's going to be fun to watch, but I, I don't think they're like this shoe in top end playing crust team or anything like that. I think the Bulls are, are not going to be very good. I think the Hornets are going to be a disaster. I think the Pistons are going to stay awful. I think the Wizards are going to be awful. 
And that just by virtue of that puts the Raptors kind of back in at the very least, like the ninth spot, just in terms of where I'm looking now in terms of raw talent. And I think they have a chance to be a little bit better than that. If, if things really come together, um, you know, this team is also just a couple of years removed from going 48 and 34 with a not totally dissimilar supporting cast. Um, you know, obviously the Fred loss is big, but I, I think the defense is going to be good enough for this team to have a really high floor. I'm going 42 wins. And I feel like it's going to be one of those seasons where the expectations going in are pretty low and, and not very high. And, you know, just kind of like, eh, it's going to be a whatever season. Those are usually the seasons where things are the most fun. And I think there's a real chance for overachievement for this team this year um, in a way that I didn't feel like a couple of years ago, but thinking more about how this roster fits together and specifically just having 11 NBA players, which it seems like they're going to have. I think that matters quite a bit. So that's where I'm at over 42 wins. All right. The postseason total postseason wins play in included here. I've set the over under at 1.5. They, of course, had zero last year. Thanks, DR DeRozan. Uh, Big V, what you got here for your pick of uh, total postseason wins? Over 1.5 or under? Uh, I'm still going to take the under. Yep. Uh, I think that <laughs> it, it's still going to be tough to come me out too. Also, I should and, say, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it'll be uh, more play in doom, but we shall find out how. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to take the under as well. Just, uh, you know, I don't think it's like a lock by any means. I, I think, you know, you know, you just win, you win two play in games or you win one play in game and one game in a first round and you're there. It's not like a crazy bar to reach, but I'll take the under as a hedge against my optimism from the last one. Uh, so what do you got here? I, I'm guessing you're going under. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the under. I mean, I have the Raptors as a 36 win, 46 loss team. That's probably, in my opinion, if they're sitting with 36 wins, probably sitting at 11th in the East, just right around there. I mean, the 11th seed in the East last year was the Indiana Pacers. They were at 35 wins mm -hmm. and 47 losses. So um, uh, I'm going to go under um, just to keep the, I guess, team consistent. We've got our last one here, season-ending award winners. This is probably not something the Raptors are going to rack up a ton of this year, but between MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Six-Man, All-Defense, All-Rookie, All-NBA, Coach of the Year, 0.5 is where I've set the over-under. Do they get totally shut out, or do they get someone with a nod? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to say OG probably makes an All-Defense team again, and frankly, I would not be shocked if Grady Dick, you know, sneaks onto a second team all rookie at some point, uh, you know, by the end of the season, if he's in that conversation, um, that's where I'm at there. I'm going to take the over. Uh, Sahal, what you got for this one? Difficult one for me, just because I was looking around and thinking to myself, okay, what are the possibilities for the Raptors winning awards? Maybe Pascal Siakam gets an all NBA, maybe OG Ananobi sneaks in an all defense for the second year in a row. Um, and I looked at it, and the Utah Jazz had 37 wins last year, and Markkanen, I'm pretty sure, was all, was all NBA. Um, and I think Dallas had like 38 or 39 wins, and Luca was Luca was there. So I mean, Luca's Luca, but um, I'm still gonna go under. I don't know. I just I just don't think for me. And again, like I said, I told you guys about 20 minutes ago. It's gonna look like a lot of pessimism from Sahal, but I just don't think the Raptors um, are gonna get an award this year, unfortunately. All right, and, uh, Sahal. The hater Sahal is going under. Sorry, the hater is what they call him. Uh, <laughs> like Big that. V, what you got for yours here? <clears throat> um, I'm going with the hater. <laughs> you are <laughs> <I'm>, okay. <laughs> I'm taking the under. 
Uh, I just, uh, I'm looking at it a bit differently in the sense that I do think uh, the 65 game rule for awards is going mm. to have an impact. Sure. And so I do think you're going to see key guys make sure they get their 65 games in and get on those teams. And that's where, you know, um, some guys might have equivalent seasons or maybe even slightly inferior seasons to say an OGN and OB defensively, but they lose out on the popularity con uh, contest and stuff like that. And so mm -hmm. I think that's going to be more of a factor for why the Raptors miss out. Yeah, fair enough. I'm going to put a little bug in everyone's ear. Look at the fan duel right now. Coach of the year odds. Oh. Darko Ryakovic is plus 4,000. Okay. That's like, that's good odds. Like Mark Dagnote's the favorite at plus 750 right now. The circumstances under which dudes tend to win coach of the year. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but like, I, I feel like that is a wildly far off set of odds for Darko considering, you know, who wins coach of the year. It's not always the best coach. It's the coach on the team that surprises the most. And mm -hmm. I feel like the Raptors come into this season with like expectations around the league on the floor. The Raptors are good and fun. There's totally a coach of the year candidacy there for Darko Ryakovich. I don't think he's going to win it, but at plus 4,000, I'm going to make myself a little bet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that's the one they're going to get. I think OG is just going to get an all defense and that'll be it. Um, and you know, eventually Dennis Schroeder wins six man of the year once they rightfully make him the six man. But, um, <laughs> I'll take it. It's only 0 0.5. I'm surprised I'm the only one on the over. How did I become the optimist here? I don't, it's wild. What a wild turn of events. We have one last quick thing to get to. It's our tiebreaker, which for this year is going to be total minutes played by Otto Porter Jr. Oh, in the 2023 on, season. Total minutes played by Otto Porter Jr. What we're going to do, so we don't have like a thing where we're doing the prices right situation, is we are going to hold up our, our our picks written down on a piece of paper for all to see. And uh, this will be the tiebreaker that all the people got to do as well. I'm ready to hold mine up. Mine get wait, 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 wait. Um, um, but total minutes played by Otto Porter Jr. this season. Uh, my number, can you see that? You can't no, see I it. It's totally blocked up by my light. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys got? Who you're, you hold yours up? I'm not going to change mine. It's on paper, but what's that? Okay. 650 for Big V. What What are you at, Sean? Before Before uh, uh, mine is 802, 802. Okay. Okay. So I'm at the. Okay. I kind of wanted this. I'm I'm way at the lowest. Where is it? I don't know if you guys could see it. 300. 300. Okay. I'm at 300. So. All right. Um, so I'm the optimist again. 802. Uh, 802 is the number of minutes Christian Coloco played for the Raptors last year in 58 games. I think that is a pretty reasonable number to shoot for. Um, so that's where I'm at there. Yours was, what, what was yours again? 650 Big V and 300 for Sahal Abdi. That would be the tiebreaker if it comes down to it. We're so divergent in our picks, I would be shocked if we have a tie at the end of the year. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's set in stone now, man. We'll, we'll yeah. let the season take us where it will. We'll do a little check-in at the halfway point of the season, as we always do. But that is going to do it for the seventh annual Locked On Raptors over-unders and Prop Spectacular. Sahal, thank you so much for being here. What do you got to promote for the good people out there? Man, um, what I will promote is um, my youth organization that, I, that I'm yes. uh, sitting on the founding board of directors for, uh, Play Forever. Um, give them a check on Instagram, playforever.ca. 
Give them a check on Twitter. I don't think I've ever promoted them like outright on a podcast before, but this seems like a good opportunity. Um, we help oh, yeah. youth all oh, yeah. around the greater Toronto area. Um, Vaughn, Markham, Richmond Hill, Aurora, downtown Toronto, all over the place. So um, check us out. If you like what you see, support us. Thank you. Everyone, uh, Sahal, you're doing amazing work over there. Go check out Play Forever. Thank support you. what you're doing over there. Uh, Big V, what you got? Usual stuff. Raptors. Um, I'll be doing some general NBA stuff at Sportsnet. So you nice. can look forward to that as well. And you can follow me on Twitter on X at Vivek M. Jacob. <laughs> Hell <good> yeah. Correction. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Woodley Sean on that website. You can find uh, the show on Instagram at Lockdown Raptors. You can follow, subscribe to rate and review the podcast for free on all your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube. And of course, you can join our Discord server. Again, make sure you get your entries in. 7.30 p.m. Wednesday will be the cutoff. No more after that uh, for over-under submissions. Would love to see all you get your entries in there and uh, see who can pull out the top spot at seasons and with that we will leave it there thank you so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you again on tuesday as joseph Cacharo from the score is coming along to do some bold predictions for the raptor season that should be fun we'll talk to you then thanks so much for hanging bye-bye Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.